0: Listening to the Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White.
1: Welcome to the Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers, brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White, and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, sir?
2: I am doing well. Thank you for
1: asking. Oh, my pleasure.
2: You know, it's uh, good to be chatting as always. And uh, I look, I, it's. I think the um, uh, today's guest, Jeff, is going to. I guess what I what I really excited about with today's guest is that we you know you hear a lot of I don't know it's almost cliche you hear the word personal branding tossed around in marketing uh, you know and I, I think it started with Tom Peters back in the day with the old uh, uh, fast company magazine uh, now I'm dating myself. Uh, Boy cover with the Tide brand but it said the brand is you or whatever and this was like a revelation at the time like a person could have a brand and then he had like the professional service firm 50 which is where to teach people themselves how to act as though they were a professional service brand in their organization so it's been being talked about for over 20 years Um, and I think a lot of people in the categories of manufacturing I don't know. They always don't, maybe don't feel that they can play that game. Uh, and today's guest has uh, done it and succeeded really well. Yeah, so here it's, to
1: prove them wrong. Yeah. 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 So but, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's kind of, you know, if you go back that far, I, I think you can also, you know, credit Robert Scoble and the, uh, the Naked Conversations book with really kind of getting people thinking about creating their own content mm-hmm. to, to become an expert in something at that time, it was to become an expert and becoming an expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, online exactly but right. now now we're a little now we're a little more we're going a little bit tighter and a little bit um more specific with this uh with this particular conversation and
2: and if it all doesn't work um uh today's guest uh has a former life or a current life I'm not sure which uh as an ordained minister as well so you can maybe like save us uh, on the podcast <laughs> if uh, if if we can't do anything else.
1: I, I don't think we can be saved.
2: Yeah, we got thirty minutes to give it a go, my friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, joining us today is Adam Peak. Adam is the business development and channel partnership manager at Fortis Solutions Group, and also the host and founder of the People of Packaging podcast. Uh, welcome to the Coolering, Adam. Glad to have you here. Thanks. Yeah, it's
3: all true. Um, and I'll get you saved. There's no doubt uh, that that's going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I think I told you, you guys uh, earlier when we first connected that I'm probably one of the top five uh, pastor slash rapper slash packaging podcast hosts in all of the greater Salt Lake area. So uh, it's a it's some it's a it's it's a piece of pride for me. So
2: well, it's important to know your uh, know your niche. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. You've got a. Uh, you know you, you've really got to hone in on what you can do and that's certainly <laughs> it for me
1: <laughs> if you choose enough things you can be the number one in the world yeah you just gotta do anything
3: try like just keep adding what is
2: it yeah enough intersections and in yeah yeah, yeah exactly. instead of six
3: six degrees to kevin bacon it's six titles to the only person in the world who can do that one thing <laughs>
2: <laughs> i like it have you ever done a sermon about packaging uh
3: let's see I've done a sermon I've mm, I mean I've talked about packaging and because for for 8 years I was preaching um at a church in Colorado Springs and I was working full time in the packaging industry so you know you kind of pull from your life experience when yeah. you preach and so my life experience was like, hey, this last weekend, I was speaking about uh, branding and packaging at a cannabis business conference on 420 in California, and here we are today, breaking down the book of Philippians. <laughs> it's like, how do you transition? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, how much, was there a lot of pearl clutching? I mean, I have to imagine. Just a lot something. of
3: circumcision jokes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy. Of course there right. are. Yeah. What what else could there what, be? What else they could been, been? I mean
3: I mean cannabis weed and the Bible both you know, circumcision both involve trimming. So I thought why not? No, I didn't. I don't think I actually made that connection until right now.
2: You, well, I'd say you are a man of intersections here. <laughs> uh, I gotta tell you, I, I am. Uh, I, I think i well, may well be beyond the the being saved part. Uh, but I have always wanted to deliver a sermon. <laughs> 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 I've, I, I, I've always thought, like, man, just, just give me. Like, I want a good forty five minutes to really roll one out, but to
1: build yeah. up to something. Yeah,
2: I think I could. I think I could be a decent preacher, other than the. The lifestyle part, like I think, like the the <laughs> the oratory. I think. Yeah.
3: I don't know if you follow much uh, recent news, but uh, there are plenty of stories of very well-known preachers who have uh, secretly been not desiring the lifestyle part, and that is being unearthed at a, on a fairly regular basis. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, You may you may find wrong. you may find
1: more more friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Make. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, the mighty are falling frequently. Yeah,
2: that, I'm man. I'm on my way to finding a niche here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I totally.
3: I, I can help you out. Uh, I can help <laughs> you craft a, a solid three-part sermon <laughs> yeah. while we while we drink whiskey together. I
1: think um, the, that consultant role, Adam, is something that you could really play up here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's <laughs> buying. <so.
2: laughs> well, Adam, let's uh, uh, let's jump into uh, the real reason why we're here, and it's, as you're. You've really, uh, through the the people of of packaging podcasts, have have really kind of uh, grabbed a hold of this notion of personal branding within a space that a lot of people think is just frankly boring, and they don't maybe think it even lends itself well to that.
1: Um, and how, this coming from two guys who host a podcast about marketing for manufacturers. Right, which yeah. would fit that definition pretty for strongly
2: sure. for most people. Yeah. yeah,
1: not not the idea
2: of what gets folks out of bed on a Saturday often. So uh, I guess, uh, Adam, take me through that a little bit. Let's start with um, the, the choice, the decision to do it. When did that happen, and how long have you been at it?
3: Yeah, so I uh, started the podcast, I guess it was – the idea was probably – three and a half years ago. I don't know, it's it's BC before COVID, so time to me is just like totally crazy. I can't figure things out. But I think it was somewhere around then, and I was at a, an industry event called Pack. For those of you who don't know, there's like a packaging trade show for everything. Uh, there's one that I heard a guy refer to as, uh, he said, I'm at the chicken plucking packaging show. It's the International Poultry Processing Expo. Um, and yes, I've been there, so don't get too excited. Um, but yeah, so I was at the luxury packaging show in New York city and was uh, enjoying uh, an adult beverage, which as a Christian pastor is allowed. Cause it was Jesus's first miracle water into wine. It was not the other way around. So everyone's got to back off. Um, and so we were hanging out and I was talking with this guy who I just met. Um, and really we were, we connected over a a mutual love for hip hop music. Most of these trade shows, you don't meet a lot of like younger people, you know, people don't grow up thinking like, I'm going to get into the packaging industry when I get older. So people kind of accidentally get into it. And that's kind of the story that we tell uh, a lot on our, on our podcast. But, um, Ted, my co-host, he grew up in the Bronx. He is a hip hop and R and B producer. And he's also a packaging engineer. And we were just talking about the lack of representation at a lot of these trade shows where you go to these keynote addresses and it's always the same kind of person. And so we wanted to find a way to um, highlight the stories of people in the industry that maybe have different backgrounds than, you know, I grew up in my grandfather's uh, pulp pulping facility and I just always wanted to work in paper my whole life. We still have some of those guests on, but it's a lot of people disproportionately focusing on uh, women and people of color in the industry. And that's the, we tell their stories and we share it. So uh, I'm not really one to sit around and just complain, I guess. So I, when we we're having this conversation, I thought, what could we do? So we quickly got on our phones and I started searching for podcasts in the packaging space. I listened to a lot of podcasts, um, but mostly about philosophy and the Denver Nuggets, you know, just, you know, as one might do. Uh, and and I saw there were no packaging podcasts, which I thought was silly because it's a trillion dollar global industry. It's one of the largest industries in the world, actually. And I and I looked at Ted and I said, Ted, I listened to four podcasts about the Denver Nuggets basketball team. There might be 100 fans in the entire United States of this particular team. And, and I'm one of them. How is there not a single podcast about packaging? And I said we should start it, and so we just did. You know, we podcasts are—they're easy to start; they're free to start. For you know, if you want to start a podcast, you can start it. That's why there's so many that are started. But to be going now into our third season has required a lot of effort. Um, it's required a lot of learning. Our early podcasts are bad; they're just. They suck um, because we weren't very good at interviewing. Our materi- our equipment wasn't very good. So anyway, that's kind of how we got into it, um, all because we saw a problem. And it's just sort of evolved into this thing. Like we didn't think anybody would really listen, honestly. Um, and it turns out lots of people have and lots of people reach out. And it's just kind of like you said, it's it's evolved into sort of this personal branding thing that I certainly did not anticipate.
2: I want to kind of talk about the two sides of the impact of it, like the business impact of it, if there has been some, and the personal impact of it, Yeah, Uh, even your life as an employee, potentially. I don't know. So um, I'm going to say choose your own adventure. What do you want to do first, the business or the personal impact? Oh, I loved those books. Those are my favorite books.
3: (laughs) Yeah. That you you dug really deep. Did you you must have called like the librarian from my elementary school for this interview? <laughs> exactly. That's, a,
2: that's just the kind of research we do here on the cool room.
3: Wow, you guys are way better than me. Um, yeah. So uh, so in terms of just business impact, so what you re- like? I work for a large company, and prior to this large company, I worked for another large company, and um, you know people are great, and I have a lot of good friends that both of the companies but when when you realize what has happened over the last I guess it's been you know 20 25 years and where we're at today which is really you can you can have like as a person so I'm I'm just a single person I'm married I have one wife and five kids and the fact that I can have influence over a trillion dollar industry from an office in my basement in Salt Lake City is pretty wild when you think about because of the reach, especially right now, the organic reach of a platform like LinkedIn, and that'll probably change. You know, Facebook had it, had its day, Instagram had its day. Um, there's a guy uh, named Corey Connors uh, who is in uh, the Pacific Northwest, he's in Portland, Oregon. He has a TikTok account and he's in his late 40s and he just talks about corrugated packaging. And he's got all sorts of people following him. So, you know, whatever the platform, I don't really care. But from, from a business perspective, it provides a lot of validation, you know, when you're like, I'm in business development. And so uh, creating content when especially younger buyers, the first thing they do is they Google your name. And, you know, my name's not Jeff White. So there's not 50,000 people. There's me and a Scottish rugby player and so and typically your linkedin profile is the first thing that comes up and so it just shows like this person is valid you know they're they know what they're talking about they have a decent following i think i've got i don't know fourteen thousand followers on linkedin now and you know we've got i've got this podcast and so i just started getting a lot of inbound requests because people just know that i have a very large network and that provided a lot of value um You know, again, I wouldn't say that I set out to do that, but it's just sort of what I've stumbled into that. I found that to be extremely valuable, much more so than, say, a sales rep who says, I've got this book of business and you should hire me and I'm going to bring it over because it never happens. You don't ever pull over your business. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, certainly not a significant no, portion of it. No,
2: exactly. You're making me think, I, I really wish there were a few more Carmen Perrys out there on the internet, because really, you, you can't only get... can't against anything. No, you, you just you search my name, you're going to get all the skeletons in the closet, right? <laughs> like, you find out the election I lost like 20-some odd years ago within like the first page of results. A little, get, I need a little Jeff White action with my name. I need a little <laughs> obscurity.
1: Adam, um, has... You know, it certainly sounds like it's been an incredible way for you to build a personal profile and a personal brand, even within a business environment like LinkedIn. But has it also translated into potential new business and opportunities that maybe were not out there before without having that kind of uh, visibility that you get as a result of the podcast?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, between... So I think that the people that I have met on the podcast... So if you think about this... so. You know like networking is is a is still a big deal it should always be a big deal right we're we're human beings and we're communal creatures and we're we're um made to be with each other and so my network of people that i've been able to spend an hour with one-on-one on a podcast interview is quite large and there's this term that i heard that i don't i don't know if uh, who crafted it but it was called opn which is other people's networks and they said there there's a lot of power in you know in that idea so when i interview somebody they have a network of people that they share the interview with cuz nobody in the packaging industry gets interviewed for a podcast like it it there's like three podcasts in the packaging industry now so people are not used to getting interviewed so it's an exciting thing like you have crafted content that's professionally done, that's put together about your story, so they share it, which is awesome. And there's a lot of power in that idea. Now, you know, like the multi-level marketing folks, they've known this for years, and I'm not trying to sell anything, so I feel okay in saying, <laughs> saying that. But the idea of like network marketing has been really powerful to me. So I get, as a matter of fact, I got a note today saying, Hey, I heard you were interviewed on uh, my friend of Elio Matos, his podcast, which is called Packaging Design Unboxed. He said, I heard you were interviewed on there. You had a lot of great ideas. Can we connect up and talk? That was just today. A total stranger at a very large company that I've never met sent me a note today. And most salespeople are just struggling to get somebody to talk to them. And In my inbox, I probably get two or three requests a week. Just to talk to people about things because of the podcast. So there's a lot of value in that, not because necessarily of the podcast, but I think because of the 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 reach that again like that organic reach that somebody shares it and it gets listened to by 500 of their closest friends. Most of them are in the packaging industry because you know they went to Michigan State or Clemson or Florida, RIT or whatever, whatever the school is. That's their and they're younger. So they share, hey, I was on this podcast, and most of their friends, there's kind of a the diaspora of packaging engineers. So yeah, there's a lot of value in that, for sure. Um, and it's it's unintentional, but it's fantastic.
2: I think that's the important part for listeners to maybe keep in mind, is that the unintentionality of it. Well, it's uh, crazy. Yeah, it's a, it's a great way to make something happen indirectly, mm-hmm. but if you're trying to draw a, can, a straight line between A, uh, initiative, and B, result, and mm. there's nothing in between it, then um, the world of podcasting and most of modern marketing may not be for you. Correct. It
1: certainly is a long game. I mean, just I'm just thinking, you know, 10 minutes before we started this recording, we received an email from one of our our second or third guest yeah. on the show, like almost three years ago now, introducing us to the global VP of digital marketing, for a massive company, like one of the largest in the world. I mean, there is no way we would have been able to connect with that person, just as you were saying. You know, yeah, they wouldn't
2: have returned a phone call no. had you placed one. Yeah. And you probably wouldn't have gotten around to doing that.
1: Uh, and, um, and now we're getting yeah, introduced to this yeah. person by somebody they trust.
3: Yeah, so I'll give you another example. So I um, I saw, so I was looking at, uh, like the company I work for, we make stand-up pouches, you know, the put like babies or like uh dry goods or um you know whatever you, you guys have seen them before um there it's it's a really popular item in a grocery store so i took a picture of this stand-up pouch for it was a Gerber who was owned by Nestle stand-up pouch and I just the printing was awful it just looked bad and you know Nestle is this not not a small company so I put it out on LinkedIn I said hey uh, does anybody know somebody at Nestle? Because this is really rough. I can't believe that they let this get out in the public. And by the, this was on Saturday, so this is on a weekend. I put that out there. It took me two minutes to craft the post, and by that night, I had somebody who had already put me in touch with somebody at Gerber at Nestle, saying, "Hey, you should probably talk to him about this." Because I offered, like, this is what I would have done differently. So, I mean. Am I going to cold call Nestle? Like, I don't even know where to start. But when you get, when you have that, when you have people and you have a platform, then, you know, that, that's been built up both through the podcast and through, in this case, LinkedIn. Um, you know, it, it, the, there, there's a tremendous amount of value in that. As long as, which I would say this, for personal branding, this is what I try to tell people is, number one, you can't be fake because it's personal branding. It's your brand. It's who you are. Number two, you can't be just a company parrot. You can't just always be putting out the content that your company's marketing department tells you to put out all the time. Sometimes you got to put a cat picture up or whatever. Like you have to be yourself, even on a platform like LinkedIn, that's more professional. Um and, and, you, and it's, it's about influence. It's not about selling. So you're not on there just like, hey, we have the greatest blah, 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 blah. Be useful, be helpful, show up, comment, be part of the community. And, and that, will, that will go further than almost anything else that, that I could ever tell anybody.
0: Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sampleabm. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash sampleabm.
2: I think the notion of, um, you know, being yourself, like so many people find that, frankly, challenging or, or, or scary. To me, I, I always kind of think that it's almost like it's, it's permission to make the content creation easier. <laughs> like, if I had to come on to the podcast and I don't know, like, some, kind of put on some sort of front or what have you, I, I don't know how I could do it. You know, it would It'd be very hard to maintain. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, whereas now, you know, it's you know, fire up squad to start recording and, you know, before you know it, an uh, in episode's in the can. And, I find that almost all of the best content creation patterns or habits um, uh, are born out of that. If you, if you can get them the most closely, I guess, connected to how you operate naturally anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah. There is something to be said for creating a persona to live into. I mean, I think you can look at some of the, certainly in the marketing space, the Vaynerchuks and, and so on of the world that created something larger and then kind of grew into that just through pure force of personal will and
2: that'd be uh, exhausting
1: yeah i think so but uh you know i think most people do better if they just kind of try and be themselves yeah
3: there's a um there's there's two of my favorite quotes and I, i use them a lot uh one is from lauren hill um on her from her album the miseducation of lauren hill and she says how are you gonna win if you ain't right within and i like it there there is a big part the second is actually from ice cube he says get your mind right get your grind right we got to keep going and i i literally i listen to these songs all the time because it really goes back to this to the fundamental core identity thing which is like if if you meet me at an event like i i I'm not a different person than i am when i preach or when Because like, you know, it's, it is like, I can't, I don't even know what that would be like, because then you'd have to remember one time I talked to a guy who had three different phones because he had three different girlfriends and none of them had three cell phones. And I was like, dude, your life is miserable. Like why, why do you complicate everything so much? You got to be a different person over here. And if like, it just sounds, it sounds exhausting. So, you know, know who you are, be firm in who you are. Um, and start from that foundation. And if you're not, then content creation and personal branding is going to be tough because it's not going to be personal. You're removing the personal out of branding, and it's just going to feel something different. I don't really know what it would be. Impersonal branding,
1: forced <laughs> forced
3: <laughs> yeah. branding.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's a well,
2: and um, and and as part of that, of course, I think you need to be comfortable with the notion that not everybody's going to like it. Um, and so it's not going to be for everyone, and I would have to think, um, Adam, I hope you don't mind my saying, but I mean, you know, you're a preacher, um, not everybody's into that. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, have you thought that had to have gone through your mind at one point, like you know, the the kind of the combination of personal and professional? Because in in your case, it's personal and professional and professional and personal again, almost,
3: yeah. I mean, it's maybe maybe it's that the, the pastoring and the preaching has re- really prepared me for like personal branding, I guess, because it is a lot about you have to be very assured in your identity when you get up and preach. you know So uh, it's there are especially like we start I started a church with friends and when people leave your church, and they tell you, and they say it's because of you and your sermons, it's hard to not take that really personally, right? And so, but there's, I, I couldn't be another person. I mean, I literally had somebody, a family leave our church because I told too many circumcision jokes. So there you go. Um, <laughs> and, you know, then it gets into the political stuff and okay, he's not, he's not, you know, right wing enough or, you know, he's too progressive, whatever it was, like, you just have to kind of you realize you can either try to be you can either try to be everything that everybody wants you to be which is impossible because everybody is different and unique or you can be yourself um be honest have a lot of um very you know a lot of self-deprecation um at least I am a lot you know try to exercise a lot of humility try to learn and grow that way and understand that nobody's going to like i mean there are probably people who don't want to do work with me because of stuff that I put on LinkedIn I don't know or the fact that I'm a an ordained pastor or um you know I remember once I put up uh I was on blackout Tuesday during the George floyd thing and I I made a whole poem about it was a very politically charged poem about the situation and the and the racial unrest and I did the blackout Tuesday thing and I, I lost a lot of followers that day but You know, for me, it was a principle that I wanted to stand on. So,
2: yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could have made it easier on yourself too. I mean, you could have like picked a popular basketball team, but I mean, you've just made it almost impossible on yourself every step of the way. I know, I know.
3: Well, actually, you know what's funny is that there's nobody who hates the Denver Nuggets because there's nothing to hate about them. (laughs) A team that's never even been past the Western Conference Finals, Um, whereas like the Lakers everybody either loves or hates, you know, they're very polarizing. So I actually think that's probably the most politically correct statement that I've ever made is being a giant Denver Nuggets fan.
2: Uh, That's (laughs) that's fantastic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's funny how your personal (laughs) likes and interests come, come into these things and start to play out. But I think one of the, one of the big lessons to take from this, or at least one of the lessons that I take from this, and I say this as a, as a podcaster and just as, you know, learning from you as we go through this is that the opportunities for creating a niche piece of content and owning that space. I mean, it's not that they're disappearing rapidly, but it's that there's enough niches that you can choose something that nobody else is talking about and own it. Mm -hmm. You know, and that, that is really something that I think, more marketers should take advantage of you know we're we're well equipped as a uh, as a group to be able to own a particular piece of media
2: and we can help the personalities inside of our organizations to
1: achieve that. exactly
2: uh, Often help them connect the dots that they you know it may seem like too heavy a lift uh, for, for yeah. but but uh, you know you can survey your organizations and you can kind of know that you can see the personalities in it you know you know
1: you know who's who's going to do that well right right yeah. what could
2: rise to the, the cream that could rise to the top there And if you think about it,
3: um, you know, on like the, the subject, I mean, Gary Vee even talks about the idea of like, you don't have to have millions of followers to, to create influence if you have a, a a really solid niche. So, you know, packaging feels super nichey, but it's not, it's, it's an incredible industry. It's actually very exciting. It's super dynamic. It's really engaging. And I think that most, I think lots of people should get involved. Uh, It's got marketing, you're dealing with legal, it's engineering, transportation, supply chain, all the stuff. But within packaging, there are so many opportunities because there's because packaging is so much stuff. So there's, you know, this guy who's uh, Corey, who's making, you know, TikTok videos about corrugated boxes. It's just a shipping box style thing. Um, so there's, you know, there's influence to be had there. There's bottles, there's sustainability, there's, um, you know, logistics, there's engineering, uh, my buddy Avelio, who's got packaging design. So you can even pare down within, you know, the industry pharma, the pharmaceutical packaging industry, the medical device, the health and beauty, the food and beverage, personal care, whatever it is. So you're not, I, I think that people just get so scared that they're not going to succeed the way that the big, you know, the big podcasters succeed, but it's because they have the wrong idea of definition you or they, they have the wrong definition of success. You know, success might be getting a hundred followers within this one industry. Let's say you work for a bottle blow molding company. You have a hundred people who are following your content. Um, that could be so much more valuable than, Anything, you know, th- that anything that is going to be created outside of that, whether it's a podcast or in, in this case, I would argue podcasts are it's an incredible tool right now because um, it's just growing so much. But, um, you know, don't don't be afraid of it. Understand it like you uh, you had mentioned, Jeff, it's a long game, um, you know, create it. It's not going to be like Facebook where you put up a cute picture of your kid and 700 people like it. It's going to take some time. You're gonna have to cultivate it. You're gonna have to work at it. But I would just say, as somebody who's on the other side of it, uh, it's definitely worth it. There's a ton more opportunity, um, and I'm down to help, as I'm sure you guys are as well. Anybody who wants to jump into it at all, you know, like I'm, I'm willing to help out just to get this stuff going because it's important. The packaging industry is incredibly important. We solve very large issues when it comes to very large issues like. You know, global warming, It packaging plays a big role in that. Uh, ocean plastic is all packaging. Uh, landfills are being filled up with packaging. So, like, we, we need creative, innovative people to be putting out good content and helping people solve these problems.
0: Yeah, I
2: think it's a, it's a point well taken, and you're quite right. I mean, the packaging space... Um, You know, even the sustainability uh, side of it can be maybe obvious to some people inside of the uh, inside of the box, but even things like its impact on food waste and how the environmental impacts of food waste um, and, and and so. all of these kind of nuances as you get into any um, uh, category, part of getting into it is seeing more complexity than what people who aren't in it typically would see. Mm -hmm. Um, And what a great thing to embrace as you go start down this path, right? Know that you're going to encounter uh, more aspects of your industry that you may not be currently exposed to. And the encountering of them will lead you to not only understand it better, um, but to uh, even carve out a deeper uh, niche for yourself as you move forward. Uh, it's, it's hard to see the loss in all of that. Yeah. Yep,
3: totally agree. And the packaging is especially like food packaging. I mean, we're going to be at 10 billion people in the globe here by like 2050. Uh, food packaging is not going away. You know, healthcare packaging is not going away. Um, you know, these there, there are certain things that may go away uh, like if you're in the tobacco industry right now, it might be a little difficult because they're with, you know, just there, there, there's just stuff, you know, there's industries that come and go. If you were making cassette tape, you know, the plastic hard cassette tape packaging for a while, or like CD jewel cases, you're probably struggling a little bit. Um, but yeah, being really being the the person when it comes to food packaging, you, you're never going to lose there.
1: No, exactly. <laughs> And I mean, the, you know, to your point a moment ago, having the platform also enables you to be open to ideas from other people um, that you can bring back as solutions within your own industry and in your own company or whatever. Yep. So it's, it, you know, it's even though it's your personal brand that you're bringing to it and building with it, you're significantly more valuable to potential employers and others um, with that platform along for the ride.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at what point in time are you going to start being asked how many, how many connections you have on, on LinkedIn? I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I'm not even saying that's appropriate, but it it wouldn't, it wouldn't be inappropriate (laughs) or it's, or they're, or they're just going to find it, you know? Yeah, exactly
2: right. Adam, I wonder, you know, looking back, it's been a, it's been a solid uh, ride in creating this podcast. It's worked out well. If you had to do one thing differently, however, what would you do? Hmm.
3: Um if I had to do one thing differently on the podcast, um I don't I would probably have started a second dairy one that was, you know, something like a little bit more, you know, something like the the sustainable packaging podcast or something like that that was. Maybe a little bit more technical, um, you know, and a little bit more uh, focused, Um, you know, so on our podcast, it's great because we just, we have hundreds of thousands of people to choose from who are in the packaging industry. And then we interview people who interact with packaging. So it's not just like, you know, people who work for, you know, bottle and cap and bag and label and box manufacturers we will have people on from you know, CEOs of companies and brands and talk to them about packaging. So, uh, so there's a lot of people there, but yeah, I, I would probably have nailed down something a little bit more focused. Uh, maybe it's, you know, the, the food waste podcast or, you know, some, the food packaging pod, I don't know what it is, but, um, I probably would have done something like that in addition to, but our podcast has been great. I don't think I would have changed anything other than maybe getting a little bit better equipment at the beginning. But that's just a lesson you learn.
2: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, it's really been uh, fantastic to chat with you about it on the show today. Thanks for sharing your experience with us.
3: Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, I, I, I'm on the other side of the microphone most of the time, so it's fun to be it's fun to be interviewed and talk about stuff. <laughs> Exactly,
2: indeed? Even uh, and uh, I, I'm really happy that I set this new um, high watermark in interviewing your uh, uh, elementary school librarian.
1: <laughs> was, um, you said, uh, you know, it's going to be difficult to continue. Yeah, yeah, precisely. It.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, they're, they're hard to track down, but um, I'm probably connected to her on, uh, on LinkedIn. Actually, I'm trying to remember her name. I think it was Mrs. Linenbrink. Maybe Lewis Palmer elementary school, circa 1989.
2: <laughs> uh, well, oh, if man. you're listening out there, do get in touch.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet my mom, my parents have lived in the same house for 38 years in the same neighborhood. So I'm, I'm sure my mom will listen to this guaranteed. She's listening right now. So shout out to Lydia peak. Cause she listens to everything and uh, she pro- she's going to correct
1: me and be like, you know who it was. <laughs> On oh, that note, we'll let you go, Adam. Thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, guys.
0: Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at slash The Cooler Ring. That's K U L A slash The Cooler Ring.